Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 and welcome to Men in the Ring. And I'm joined out of Northern Africa by Matt. Matt is a current mental health clinician, and Matt and I both have over 10 plus years in the mental health field. Matt's background is a professional boxer and kickboxer in the ring, and we use that symbolism for getting our mental health in the ring as grown adults, grown adults trying to live life better. So we encourage all of you to get your mental health in the ring. How's it going, Matt? Good, Sean. How are you doing? Oh, trudging through another week on the grind. Um, yeah, I think I'm doing good enough. I don't not doing great, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, how's your running program? Good. I'm still slowly building. Um, got nine and a half miles in this week. So, trying to build up slowly, not break myself. Um, it's going good. It's. Uh, Feel healthy. You feel healthy. Are you able to be patient? You feel yourself being patient enough to just be on the slow roll of slowly adding miles? Yeah. um, I'm hoping by the end of the year I can be up to about 20. So I'm going to try and add about a mile a week. End of the year? What what year? January? Well, yeah, yeah, January 1st, so. Wow, that's quick. That's not slow. Yeah, so, so if I can get um, four and a half miles Saturday, I'll be at a ten and a half this week. So. Wow. Oh, so you want to get up to 20. I guess it's not ridiculous. Yeah. A mile a week. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. With the base that you've laid right now, it probably is, and your age, it probably is stupid, I think. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's actually getting to the point where I'm going to actually start probably pushing myself more. Okay. Like, to this point, it's been, like, super uh, easy. Well, yeah, pretty easy. But, like, hasn't nothing's been a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, last year, about this time, no, a little bit, a little bit over a year ago, I got to the point where I was at almost 10 miles a week, but I didn't really have a plan or a goal. I was just kind of doing it whenever. So I've kind of settled into a plan right now, which is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And then, uh, yeah. I actually have a plan to extend and, and stack those miles. But I don't, like, even when I was in the Navy, I don't think I ever ran more than 15 miles a week, you know. Yeah. So once I start really adding, like, a mile, like, I'm probably going to have to be more careful. Like, yeah, yeah, if that makes sense. It, do, it definitely does make sense. I mean, for people who don't understand what we're talking about, 
Um, your body is, you're breaking down your body and then you're letting it heal back and then you're breaking it down, letting it heal back. Well, if you break it down too much and don't give it enough time to recover and bring it back, then you're going to make yourself susceptible to injury. And then your 10 miles a week are going to go down to five, six or zero. And then you got to start rebuilding. So that I definitely know like a couple of years ago, I ran through a stretch stress fracture in my foot and that one day, cause I pushed it too far and I was like, Everything hurt, so I wanted to just push through this. What well, I didn't know at the time was a stress fracture, but the the next year of running told me that I ran through a stress fracture, create, making it worse. And so, yeah, that was a bad decision. So I had to live with that. Running through that stress fracture as it healed the next year, so that was a very painful, like um, careful process that I had to be. A big learning lesson. <clears throat> in fact, lately I was running through something in my foot and I, was, I had to think about that. Just kind of like balance that. Was it, is it, is it something I should, you know, lay off of or is it something I can push through? It's challenging. You you had some, you had some calf issues. Is that correct? Yeah, I was having some. Um, it's only gotten tight on one run. And, uh, yeah finish that run uh, i'm not running fast i'm just right now i'm really just focusing on those zones um just because uh it's what people say i should do you're talking <laughs> heart rate. heart rate heart rate zones yeah yeah so it, it is really slow i was talking to my wife about it and she's like it is like it it's super slow at times um just to keep the heart rate down but it's like you're still getting the miles in so your muscles and your legs are getting used to the miles even if you're not running fast mm-hmm. so um looking forward one of these days i'm gonna push push those times and see see yeah. how fast i can go just to just to see that's that helped me, you know, um, I'm not running very far right now either, but, um, when I have run my furthest is when training for half marathons and that's, I don't like running mostly because of my brain is not conducive to just essentially doing nothing for two hours at a time or whatever. Um, but, um, like switching paces up for me really helped me train, you know, for a half marathon, you know, if I was going to stretch it out to seven to 10 miles, it's like kind of torture for my brain. But if I do like a slow mile then increase mile and slow mile, increase mile, you know, like a, uh, you know, like a, a 12 minute mile, then a 10 or in there or like a 15 mile and a, an 11. Yeah. That for me um, was really like therapeutic for my brain just to do something and eat up a, a mile, um, eat up ten minutes at a fifteen minutes at a time, which is a big deal. Stacking those. Yeah. Listen to books. Listen to books. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of counseling books. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah. 
So, yeah. Oh, this book is interesting that I'm reading right now. Um, not sure someone was mentioning it, but it was the name of the book's called Hold On to Your Kids. Um, that's worth talking about. Um, hold, hold on to your kids, okay? Yes. And he in the in the book the whole premise of the book is um you're trying to form an attachment with your children right? attachment theory okay. does that make sense you know what that well, is? well i know i mean i want to say try to form i mean you, there is an attachment form regardless so i don't know yeah. what you mean try so to form, you, form a, a solid a better one you're forming an attachment with the child Mm -hmm. right and so the idea of the the premise of the book is to hold your kids close to to keep the parents as the main attachment because what's happened since the 50s actually after world war ii oh i know you're talking about replacement there yeah is kids have uh, consistently pulled back from having the parents be the attachment figures and they're attaching to their peers. Sure. And so that he actually goes into that quite a bit. Oh, um, that's a liberal ideology, actually. Which one? Well, um, um, there's, I'm forgetting the name of the current ideology right now, but it, Hillary Clinton is fam- famous for it. But um, it, part of the ideology is to be as different from your parents as it possibly can be. Yeah. Well, that's silly. (laughs) And uh, so it, it, so it's going into that, which is really kind of interesting. Okay. So when you do that, you erase everything that you've come from, right? You don't have anything to build on your personal identity. You don't have anything to build on. Um, And so there's consequences to that, right? And yeah. so one of the bigger points is when that happens, that kids just become difficult to deal with. They become unruly. Right. And so, um, how to maintain attachment with your kids becomes pretty important. So especially when they're becoming unruly or just like the importance of maintaining that attachment. So they have a, some sort of figurehead. Um, interesting enough, kind of the thing that that happens when they have that safe attachment, um, because children are attaching because they aren't fully formed yet, right? Mm-hmm. And so if they aren't fully formed and individual yet, if they're stopping attaching to parents and then attaching to peers then it's they really aren't ever actually developing into who they are. They're just developing into what everybody says is cool, which is uh, mostly what big companies put on TV, right? Right. Like right what right, they right. say is cool because they're advertising to kids and they're advertising to your, your kids' friends, right? So that becomes what's cool. And not, 
So then there's a disconnect between generations and identity because ultimately like it's, it's like the home that it, it, their individual being should grow up into, right? That attachment, not, um, outside attachments because it's not going to be safe for them. So then when they do develop and become independent, they can be their own person. They aren't seeking to attach and fill these holes. They're right. going Plus out the, as a mature adult. Or right. mature those, holes, those holes are like identifying in like several different ways. You know, not, <clears throat> not a strong um, identity um, it's weak. You feel weak. There's inferior inferiority complexes that come out of that because people are usually intelligent enough to know when they're weak. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. facing life from a inferior posture is a rough way to be because you're lashing out in protection. Every time you're lashing out, you're causing damage to others. You're pushing people away. Yeah, it's a rough. Rough way to work. Rough way to yeah. live, for sure. Yeah. So, oh. so what? Uh, what's that guy? What's what are some of the interesting? You said the main point of that is there like some techniques or what is he talking about? What do you mean? I don't know. Like, like yeah, um, narrow town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you said attachments are important. Great. Like, mm-hmm. So he was just given the the whys of it. Um, no, it's just an entirely new phenomenon that kids are disconnecting their attachment to their parents and they're attaching to kids. They're I mean, attaching is, to each what, other. What, this is a new phenomenon. I don't think it is. It's since 1950. Like that's. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Since I mean, 1950. Like, okay, yep, yep, yep. 100%. Yeah. So it's not like. <laughs> it's not the way things were prior to that. Good like, point. Okay. I always thought I've studied this a tiny bit. Um, I was thought some of it was a uh, rebelling against like religion a little bit, which is understandable to some degree. But unfortunately, when you're throwing religion out, you're throwing some good things out. You know, there are some bad parts of religion, but there's also a lot of good parts of it. So it's so like throwing it all out, you know? Yeah. It's going back to what you're saying before, like you don't you don't want to look anything like your parents. Like that is like that's the hippie mantra was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we're gonna be anti establishment and we're gonna do all this and then the establishment's funding all that, like yes, do that, like you know. Then you still see it today, like, oh I'm not gonna do this and then Capitalism's the devil, and then you're chilling at Starbucks on your iPhone, right? Like, like <laughs> oh, okay, like yeah, capitalism's the devil. Clearly, like you hate it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and those companies are just happy about it. Like they don't care. They get, they just sold a eight hundred dollar phone and ten dollar right. coffee. <laughs> you know. Or letting you letting you pursue <laughs> your little your cute little dress up game yeah like uh, um but it's 
Yeah, it's really the point that he just went through was how that's culture that has been passed in the historically has been vertical. Like kids get historic, get culture and traditions and things like that vertically. So from your parents, from your grandparents, great grandparents, right? Now kids are getting their culture horizontally. So what's cool is what the other kids think are cool and what's, Uh so the music and text and all these things, like the way they're communicating is, it's really kind of fascinating. Um, but it it's really shallow because kids don't you, you know what I mean like it's just so kids don't don't have the depth of knowledge or understanding and they're all trying to fill those voids and so they end up being like right, right, right. the next chapter which I haven't started yet um, goes into why peer attached kids are more immature. Which, right, that should be fun. <laughs> yeah, somewhat predictable, clearly. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how he breaks it down. I've heard this as a new phenomenon of um, the kids, whatever, gen, whatever was it, Gen Z or something that are kids now, or like the twenty-year-olds or something. But there's a new fad going on on like TikTok where people are taking a walk without their phone, and it's such a wild experience. um it's real like these people are real with it like this is this is an incredible experience taking a walk without your phone you know it's like i i'm hearing things that my senses are awakened it's like it's 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 really interesting what you're talking about if you're putting these social things on a you know a bell curve or not a bell curve on a graph and then you on your y-axis and then your x-axis axis you're putting um technology advancement so where these things are meeting and where these things are you know where these kids social development where they're drawing their learning where they're drawing their influences from be really interesting to see, you know, looking back on that, I think it would be a challenging thing to do, but I think there's a lot of correlations going on. Um, and just a bigger need for faith than ever before. <laughs> Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. Cause, cause the, the technological explosion advancement is like ridiculous. I mean, the spike is just straight up 90 degrees. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it really implies like, it almost implies like an end a little bit. It's so yeah. hard. I mean, it's crazy right now. Like I'm not a big math guy, but there's so much, such an interesting thing with numbers predictability and like you know plausibilities i think that stuff is very fascinating i wish i was a little bit better at math where i could have understood some of that a little bit i do understand it to some degree but um 
there's a lot of things that's actually tangent but the betting world is a lot of that those numbers which is fascinating to look at the betting world and how accurate those things are with predictors and numbers unbelievable how that math is accurate (laughs) as a predictor it's just mind-blowing but I think our time is running short, eh? It is. It is. Yeah, I want to be respectful of that uh, time for uh, you. And um, maybe someday I'll get my act together and get in a better time slot. Um, but to thus far, I've not. So there it is. So I appreciate you spending time. That's been Men in the Ring. Like, subscribe, share with a friend you care about. Um We'll try to do better next time, right? <laughs> Sounds good. I'll listen to some more of this book. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, report back. Have a good one. All right. Appreciate it. See you, bud. All right.